Maggie and Mary here with your bi-weekly internet download. We discuss Maggie forcing her grandmother to face her own mortality, Northeast TikTok, a glaring lack of celebrity assassinations, and which celebrity we personally would choose to form a real relationship with. And finally, discuss the age-old question, is Jafar hot? Spoiler alert, he is. Ever since Orlando, I keep um, having dreams about Orlando. Really? Yeah. I just, I, my dreams are almost always about theme parks, but they're <laughs> never the actual theme parks. It's a really weird phenomenon. And I wonder what my subconscious is trying to tell me about that. <laughs> like with my theme park consistency. Um, yeah, I can't begin to imagine what that would be about. I don't know. Maybe you're not having enough fun in life. I don't know. Do you have consistent dreams, Mary? I've had a few consistent dreams that I've had like over the span of my life, Mm -hmm. like reoccurring ones. They're all nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) None of them are pleasant. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do. I've, I've always had very vivid dreams. Me too. Like, and I'll think about them like all day. Sometimes I forget them, but other times I'm like, that was really weird. Yeah. I'm still thinking about, I'm still thinking about when I had like a few nights ago, cause it was like Marcel was in it and he was being like really obnoxious and annoying. And I like woke up mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) Sad. I know. Sad. And I like still can't get it out of my mind. You're like, I can't believe he did that. Right. I can't believe he sold my mom to One Direction. Right. <laughs> I have one consistent dream. It's like the setting will change. The dress will change. Um, the like, but the scenario is always the same. The dress. Um, oh, yes. So I look, I, the beginning of the dream is like freeze frame. <laughs> I look down, I'm wearing a wedding dress. All right. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out in the hallway. I see two doors. It's very clear that I am about to go walk down the aisle. I have, I never know who the person is. Never. Like not even kind of, I don't have an idea. I don't know. And, and I am flipping out because it's the day of the wedding and the music's starting and I have to walk down the aisle and I'm like, and I grab, it's either my mom or one of my parents. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I don't know this person. And they always dismiss it as, (laughs) it's okay. Everyone feels that way. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate me. I have to cancel this wedding because (laughs) I legitimately have no idea who I'm going to run into. And one dream I looked in to the like chapel or whatever. But again, it's always a different like setting. Like one was a hotel wedding. One was like an outdoor wedding. It's always, but there's always some sort of barrier. I don't see them. Um, and uh, I look out in the crowd and there are my deceased grandparents. Stop. And I'm like, what are, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, well, we made a deal with God that like we could come to one major life event in your life. And I was like, this is the wrong one. <laughs> because I still don't know who I'm marrying and I have to tell everyone that like I can't do this and then right before the doors open I wake up did your grandparents make a deal to come to just one of your life events or all of the grandchildren like every grandchild 
has like, they like can come to one major event <laughs> and they chose my wedding. <laughs> and I was like, you couldn't pick like grad school graduation coming up or I don't know, <laughs> literally anything else. <laughs> That's so funny. And so it's, have you ever even like seen like, like a figure, like nothing? I've, I've seen like maybe a pair of like dress shoes, but I've seen women's shoes. I've seen men's shoes <laughs> like, but that's it. I'm telling you, like I, the doors open, I look up and it's kind of like, you know, when the camera goes like too fast, like it's like, whoosh, and it's just kind of a blur. That's <laughs> what it is. I wake up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What I don't, that is. I, so I looked it up because that's who I am. Um, and I, 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 it's like feeling a loss of control about a major life event or like change that's coming up. And you feel like you're like digging your heels in and like trying, not trying to stop, trying to stop, um, time essentially. And I was like, well, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, for and the like, time that we're in right yeah, now, that makes perfect it sense. Up. <laughs> but I was like, man, it's, it, but it's also, it's not like a pleasant dream. It's a very, very stressful dream. And I feel like I'm letting down everyone. Oh, over Christmas break. Um, speaking of <laughs> lack of control. Um, I mentioned this last episode, but I just want to remind you that I said to my grandma, um, she was talking about my cousin has a significant other and was like, yeah, well, you know, you're, you're the next one up. Like you're like, they're not engaged, but very happy, all that stuff. And she, um, (laughs) and I had a few drinks at the time and I said, um, no offense, Grammy, but I think you'll probably be dead by then. I'm not proud. It doesn't sound any better the second time. I really I was on one and and then I had to go apologize obviously and I was like that's that's not that's not a you thing it's a me thing (laughs) like very uncomfortable um how did she respond when you apologized she was like oh no I knew you were just kidding around and I was like did you I because I, I, I was dead serious because I wasn't I wasn't joking <laughs> but um you know that happened that was I just <laughs> felt like that was some content I needed to share yeah um, probably but, not my best not showing me in the best light but um you know what do you gotta do um I'm trying to think if like any big celebrity stuff has happened over the past couple of weeks um where to begin should we talk about the downward spiral spiral of uh yay oh what i the only thing i've seen and this shows like how out of out of touch i am just in general the only thing i've seen is that album cover which is like so disturbing i looked at it early like i can't even remember i was it was like late at night and i was like oh because it's so like bloody looking um creature of some sort i don't know what else happened okay um so he got the new girlfriend 
and is basically like using her as the replacement chem. She's being like dressed by him and like controlled by him in the same kind of way that Kim was. Um, in the album or the song that he wrote, he like calls, okay, I want to talk about one line. One line is about how okay. he took care he was like, I took care of four kids for five hours today. And I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> the, bar, the bar is so low. Like, it's not even funny. Congratulations, father of the year. <laughs> Real. That's so sad. Right? That's, that's really, really sad. Like, five hours. <laughs> ouch and he thought that was worth like mentioning in his and like is it just I can't imagine it was just him either I'm sure there was like a nanny there I'm sure I'm sure (laughs) it's just like my kids are annoying as hell well basically he was like talking like smack on his children about how they're like gonna grow up and be like I don't know bad people because they are spoiled right now and he was like this ain't your mama's house like you you go get that ramen like what like I don't don't pretend that you're not rich you know that's not the case (laughs) like I don't see how feeding your children ramen is gonna instill any like value in them you can maybe talk to them maybe like form a relationship with them Perhaps spend a couple more hours. Go for six next time. Like, (laughs) we'll just gradually increase. Get some momentum there. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Um, yeah. Oh, but the line I really want to talk about. I think it's the last line in the song. I haven't listened to it. I've just heard clips on TikTok. But the last line that I hear in the clips is like how he survived his car crash and like I think it was like two thousand seven or two thousand and two. He was like. Mm -hmm. God saved me in that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. And I was like, wow, (laughs) we are threatened. (laughs) Uh, And I saw the funniest, oh my God, the funniest clip about how like God must have saved Kanye in that car crash so he could beat 10 year old Pete Davidson's ass just after he lost his father in 9 11. <laughs> he knew in that moment he was like, I know who I have to go after. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I don't know if you've heard this, but he bought the house across the street from Kim. I did know that. I did. I, that, that's. That's fan behavior. That's fan behavior, but also very, very psychologically damaged behavior. This man is not having a good time. I can't imagine like she goes, like Pete goes over to her house (laughs) after that or even her. No, because, okay. And they also like, they just had Stormy and Chicago's like joint birthday party and Kanye wasn't invited. And he was, like, calling everyone. He called Tristan, which, like, what would Tristan know? Who talks to Tristan anymore? Calls I know, up Tristan. <laughs> calls up Tristan and is, like, uh, where's the party at? Like, calls up, like, he's calling everyone asking for the party. Finally, Travis tells him where it is. Because I know Travis is thinking, like, okay, this is going to be me one day. So I got to, like, 
Yeah, so gotta watch out for myself. <laughs> yeah. And so he got to the party and security wouldn't let him in. And Kylie had to go herself to the front and like be like, let him in. <laughs> Stop. That why did she let him in anyway? Isn't that what security is for? I mean, like, not, I mean, like, obviously, like, crazy fans and stuff, but. Like, I, okay, that whole family, I don't know. Like, they're all just self-serving, and so I feel like in the moment, Kylie was like, okay, my baby daddy really wants them to come, so. And. Screw what my sister says. I know, and, okay, I, we talked about it last episode, I'm just bringing it up again, because I still think this is so true, but, like, that right as the astro world start, stuff started happening like kim starts hitting pete right yeah yeah like, like so nobody points fingers to the kardashians and is like mm, looks like you're in another situation <laughs> yeah so i don't know anymore i don't even know if it's like a pr stunt anymore because there's been like quotes that have come out from Pete where he's like, this is the most important relationship of my life. I'm taking it so seriously. We're taking it really slow. And like, I know Kim's not thinking that. No. <laughs> I know Kim's not sitting there like, oh my God, Pete's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Listen, I, yeah. Like, like I think sex tape would at least be in top three. I don't think Pete's even in top 20. <laughs> Like, Kim has been so, like, traumatized by Kanye for however many years, but now she's like, okay, someone who has zero expectations of me, someone who has, like, no intention of controlling me, someone that I could control if I needed to, if I ever felt, someone, like, threatened. Someone that takes their medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, bare minimum. And honestly, like, this feels a little bit Icarus-esque like my boy don't fly too close to the sun <laughs> because like I can't imagine this turning out well for him no like, when like he already went through that Ari breakup how yeah. did he even come out from that Pete and Kim don't end up together they don't and you and know he what he doesn't they, come out of it looking good if they do I will, I don't even know what I'll, I'll shave my head. Like, I don't, I don't know. That is, I just like feel that strongly. Like that's, I mean, you know, everyone deserves to be happy, but they're like, I just don't see that being the end game. Um, but you do you, I guess. I don't know. I, my family and I had convinced my family to watch. Um, have you seen set it up on Netflix? Mm very cute it's with lucy lou um zoe dutch dutch deutsch i don't know um and the guy that plays uh chad in scream queens okay i don't know but anyway um it's like a rom-com and pete davidson's in it pete davidson is the roommate and i'm watching it with my family no and and my mom goes this is once again where i'm like maybe maybe dial it back a little bit this um but they were like mom goes god bless him you know it's uh, like what did she say she was like god bless him like i know that there are women out there who think he's attractive but man or like i'm sure his mother loves him something like that and i was like "Uh, uh, this might be a bad time to tell you but i think he's kind of cute both my mother and my father audibly like 
oh maggie <laughs> like what did we do to hurt you <laughs> oh and i was like i don't know i think he's like kind of funny and like, it was so funny it was so uncomfortable like i didn't even prompt that conversation and i was like "Ooh, this is this might not turn out well for me like the thing is physically he's not unattractive like he certainly looks better when you can tell when he's like taking care of himself right <laughs> he's not just like a grotesque looking person at no. all and there are aspects of his personality that are attractive like a funny person is an attractive person but right. he like does not have his shit together this no. is not the person you date when you're like I'm looking for something real. I'm looking for something serious. I want to settle down. I want to get married. I want to have kids with this person. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's that inherent, like, need to, like, I could flip that house. I could fix it. And I'm like, no, this is not, we don't do that. You can't fix people. But it's just like, it feeds into that idea of like, oh my God, he's like so broken. Um, like I could be the person that did bird. Yeah. Like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not what anybody should do, but it's like, I, who knew Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian. I just don't know what to do. Like, it still feels like new. It's not new. Um, it just feels like it just feels like it would have ended by now yeah like <laughs> you're telling me she stayed with him longer than what chris dumphy <laughs> yeah, like real. what <laughs> oh my god yeah it's crazy to all of the like talk around um miley cyrus and pete davidson during the new year special i know that's like old news at this point but like I was like, there's no way Kim and Pete are real. Like the chemistry these two have, no. I know, literally like if, and the thing is, I love, there's nothing I love more than unhinged woman like narrative because I think that that's like the most freeing because it's like, there are no expectations. But like Miley seems like a cool person. Like I yeah. think, um, but it's also like, maybe it's just because she doesn't try to appear perfect I don't know I feel like that would work a lot better than Kim and Pete but like I'm not yeah I'm not, in it. I'm not the one that's like now kiss like that's not, me. Right. I'm, not uh, I'm not that person I'm not making the shots that's Chris's job right no I feel like she's like a relatively cool person right like for everything she's like grown up around she turned out like not completely psychotic I don't know it's like honestly I think what's hard about childhood celebrities is part of it is like you had no say in this you know right like like, you're like like, I want to judge you but like this was done to you it feels wrong and like you're not this way by your own doing really I mean, you could have, like, at some point you could have made a choice to not be in the spotlight or whatever, but, like, if you're only getting, you know, like, appreciation and affirmation from being a child actor, like, you're going to put 
your heart and soul in, into that, like all of your worth into that. Cause that's what yeah. all anybody's seen from you. Especially with children, ch- child actors, because it's the parent that's driving it. Right. And so it's not just like approval in your industry, it's approval within your family unit for like you to continue doing your job. To be the breadwinner at like 13, but more often younger than that. Yeah. Or to carry on the legacy. Like, yeah. When you have and a your famous whole, parent. Your whole life. Like, even if you do become like irrelevant or whatever, um, like it's still, people still care what Cole Sprouse is doing or not Cole Sprouse, Dylan Sprouse. Dylan, yeah. Cause like Cole Sprouse does stuff, but Dylan doesn't really. And people are still like, Hey, what's up with him? Yeah. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I, I don't know, maybe there are some people that come out of it, like Hillary Duff. And like, I guess, I think the Sprouse kids are all right. I, I, I don't know. I haven't had a mental checkup with them lately, but, <laughs> um, but they, there was no input. And of course, like if you're a kid, I remember thinking like, wow, I really want to be on Disney channel. So like, if I had the opportunity, I probably as a small child would be like, yeah, absolutely. I want to do this not right. thinking about the decision, but that's not really fair. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like with, uh, with North on TikTok, like yeah. very, yeah. I just think like with North's TikToks are so it feels like I shouldn't be watching them. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I know this wasn't approved from the family unit. <laughs> like, is she going to get in trouble for this? Like, step one, she has braces, which I know is not an indicator of like age or maturity, but like, it just feels wrong for someone with braces to be like that famous. Does that make sense? Like, it, I, it's yeah. like very much a child. Like, yeah. Very it's a much visual, an adolescent. Yeah, a visual indicator of how young this person actually is that is in the limelight. Which yeah. I I think like <laughs> on surface level, <laughs> like people with braces shouldn't be famous. But like what but in reality, <laughs> it's like, wait, that that's an actual child. Like you're really gonna subject her to all that? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> and especially on a platform like TikTok, that's like so inconsistently regulated like to have a child on that platform it's like it's a different beast if you're on like Disney Channel because there are so many regulations in place so many laws in place to like protect the children to a certain degree like letting a kid just go wild on social media is crazy like yeah and like we've seen the aftermath like this whole generation like my generation and your generation, like of like the intro to access to the internet, whether that be like, I, I mean, I created a Twitter, I think when I was 11, like that's so crazy. That's insane. And so unsafe. And like, luckily nothing came of it, but it is just like, we had no idea. It was just like one thing to do and another right. way to communicate. And so now that we do know like it almost feels worse because it's like you know how harmful this is like you know how harmful the internet can be yeah and it feels like it makes me almost like guilty consuming that media even if I don't like look for it like if north pops up on my fyp I'm like I should not be watching this like right 
this is not for me to see. This is for her cousins, for her friends at school. Like, I should not be seeing this at all. It feels super, um, what's the term? Like, oh my God, it's going to bug me. But wherever you're like, are seeing like your uncomfortable voyeurism, like that's Mm -hmm. what it feels like is it's like, I'm watching something I shouldn't be, but I also can't look away. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, but she's a, and, and again, it's like, but this is wrong. This should go to her cousins. This should go to her sisters. This should go or whatever, you know, like that's, it, this it isn't feels... for like adult strangers across no. the country and the world to look at. It, like it feels pervy, like not right. even. And there's nothing like inappropriate happening in these TikToks, but it's just like I I really shouldn't be watching this. And it's so sad that like how popular it is. Yeah, because like okay, neither of us have kids. We can't really know what it's like to be a mother. But I imagine, like, I would imagine that if I were a mother, I would not want my child to be perceived by people I have never met and will never meet. Like, I just can't even fathom. And there's there's honestly no control over like protecting your children. I and like there is you can, but you can control the variables, right? Like you can't control the outcome, but you can control the variables. Um, and obviously you can't save kids from all the dangers in the world, but also like there's taking like healthy risks. And then there's just jumping into the shark tank. Like that's not, I don't, I don't think like, you know what the outcome is more likely going to be bad than good. So why even keep that as an option, I guess. Right. I don't know. And like, I'm also not a Kardashian. (laughs) I don't know what, like how big of a deal these things are, or if that's actually helping them because they seem more relatable, but they're exploiting one of their family, like children. family children in like the process to, for what? I don't know, but. Yeah. Well, I made the mistake. I like, I forget what fans of celebrities are like, because I've never felt that. Like, I think that celebrity culture is fascinating, but I don't really like dabble in the parasocial of it all. Yeah. Like I just like, I like to observe and analyze and it's like very like like I don't know like very much I know I'm an outsider just observing right less personal right and so I made the mistake of like commenting on a video um it was the episode where uh Kim Courtney and Chloe go to Japan because Kim wants to get photos to promote Yeezy And she's like telling her sisters that they look like clowns and she hates their outfits and like all of this stuff, just like speaking to them in a way that I personally would never speak to anyone over something so trivial as what they're wearing. Right. And I just made a comment because she said like in the video, she was like, my sisters are making my outfit look bad. And I was like, wow, in this video, Kim, (laughs) Kim talks about how she views her sisters as accessories instead of real people. And people were so mad, like, could not believe that I had said that. And I was like, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. 
Yeah. They certainly don't care about me. Yeah. They don't care about any of us. So it's okay. Like they're never going to see you defending them in the comments of a TikTok video. We're good. Defending their honor. Well, and it's also like, that's not going to change their image. Right. It's not going to change the way I perceive them. Like, and it's not going to change the way anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody else, the entire like world that consumes that media is not going to change because of that comment. Yeah. I don't, I, as a person who has (laughs) probably more than dabbled in parasocial relationships, because I'm like, man, it's, and not in a like, oh my God, I know this person kind of way, but in a like, I feel like I, I have an idea of what they're like as a person. And then that quickly leads to having very real emotions, which seems super silly. Um, especially if it's like, oh, I like Harry Styles growing up. I thought like, I know, I know this kid. Like I've seen him since he was 16, since I was 14. Wait, no, yes, 13, 12, can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but like, I, I, I feel like I know this person and I, I don't, and I know that. But then all of a sudden, if you're like, oh my gosh, I am genuinely very sad that this person is dating someone extremely problematic. And like, what is, maybe I don't know this person. Yeah. And and, and it seems, but it's so silly because it's like, oh my God, you're sad because of Harry Styles. That's embarrassing. And you're like, well, it's, and, but it's weird because it's like, you don't have a relationship with this person, but you consume mo- like so much of their media that you're like, but I do, I know a lot about this right. person because like, they're putting out all of themselves all over the internet. Yeah. It's just like the issue arises when it's, you know, no no one is acknowledging that it's a one-sided relationship or no one is acknowledging that like the emotional investment isn't healthy because obviously like celebrity culture impacts us like it impacts society it influences society like it's interesting it's entertaining it's informative like um but i just about the world yeah and like even when you look at like reality tv stars it's not really like that far off to think that you kind of know who they are Mm -hmm. um especially in shows like the kardashians where they've always been very much like we just are ourselves a hundred percent on camera like and they have consistently been like the same throughout however many seasons right it's pretty like easy to think like okay like i i kind of know a little bit about this person I kind of know the dynamics that are at play here but to like keep that in the back of your mind that like you can never really know right like <laughs> I, I don't know this person in real life let's let's right. be very clear about that um and it's it's weird because like I think because <laughs> I'm sort of drawing away from Harry Styles at the moment um feeling a little distant but it's like that period of my life like what started the whole like not as yeah like I guess obsession because it probably was very unhealthy at one point but like those happened during my like formative years you know and like 
was consuming media at a certain age that I just was like, wow, a cute British boy. Of course I'm going to be invested. It's who I am. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's almost some like Renesmee action going on. Like you're imprinting on someone you have no business imprinting. Totally. <laughs> it's like, this is an actual child um, and she's yeah. going to spend most of her adult life thinking that there are no good men in the world because she- the image that she's created in her mind of what you are like is very unattainable. <laughs> Even by you. <laughs> Even by you. Which is also, like, I don't want to meet Harry Styles. That's yeah. what's weird. I don't want to meet him. That would, like, really throw off right. everything. It would, I, like, I, it would break the illusion. It would. And it would break the fantasy and the excitement and the, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's so weird, but it's interesting how like parasocial relationships have kind of connected into like how people promo their stuff or like how people, um, you know, like Taylor Swift for a while was like commenting on people's TikToks and stuff. People were like, wow, that is, this is so cool. She's so like, she's one of us. She's like all the stuff. It's like, no, I mean, not really. Let's not go crazy there, but it's like all of a sudden that promoted the album so much more because people are seeing it not just as like media to consume, but like she is also the consumer. Like, oh, she's looking at these TikToks and she's commenting. And that did huge things for like whenever she released, I was, I I don't know if it was around the time of when she like did Taylor's version of Red, but just, I mean, it works. Yeah. I know Miley Cyrus did that for a while too, where she would comment on TikToks, but it was like, it was a really inappropriate kind of vibe because people would comment like, tell me what to get tattooed. And like, she would. And I'd be like, hey, Miley, maybe let's not. Like, Maybe let's not just like say the first thing that comes to our minds for this person. We have no idea who it yeah. is. Maybe let's not wield our influence in this way, you know? Like, yeah. There's definitely, I don't even know if there's a balance. It feels just kind of borderline. Like I, we're so used to having the, like, not, I, I guess glass ceiling's the wrong word, but like this divide between celebrity and a consumer is the only word I can think of, but like, um, like fan. It, yeah. Fan. Like you, you, you don't relate to them and that's, the appeal too is you want them to seem perfect, but you also want them to fail. You also want the drama and the like, because you're judging their public persona. Like, I don't know Pete Davidson. I don't know Kim Kardashian. And I certainly don't know Kanye. I don't think Kanye knows Kanye, but it's like, it's, it's just so weird now that it feels like it's kind of getting blended. And what is that going to look like? And (laughs) Once again, I'm, I mean, celebrity assassinations, they don't happen anymore. Um, but once we blend, like, this is <laughs> not what I mean, but like, I guess in a very, very extreme case, if all of a sudden you think you absolutely know this person, you're going to end up with like a Donatella Versace, not Donatella, God, the Versace thing where like, it's like, oh, I'm in love with this man. And if he can't, if I can't have him, nobody can. And just like really weird kind of playing with fire here. Yeah. <laughs> like the John Lennon and the, I mean, I don't, 
what is that? <laughs> but I mean, I guess like security's improved because we haven't had an assassination in some time. I really feel in my heart of hearts that if we get canceled, it will be something that you said. I really feel it in my heart. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and to be honest, um, half the time, I don't know what I'm talking about. So please don't cancel us. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I don't do celebrity <laughs> assassinations like they used to. They just don't, man. Like I kept, yeah, I, I'm going to leave it there before it gets worse. But it's it's just weird because it's like the boundaries of creating safe relationships for both parties is kind of getting blurry. Yeah. And I know like I know we talked about this, but like like I stream on Twitch sometime and that's like a really like prevalent platform for parasocial relationships because you feel like almost unfiltered access to like the celebrity or the streamer or whatever it is. And like the lines get so blurred. I watched a streamer, I watched a streamer the other day who had people send them like gifts to their PO box and then they unbox them on stream. And it's like, that is so intimate, like gift giving and the person gets to see your reaction live and you could respond if you wanted to in their chat like I feel like at that point you're like inviting it you're like that's really strange and I like I I've seen it before but like with youtubers Mm. but uh, like also maybe it's just because like the primary emotion in my brain is the fear emotion (laughs) but like that's so dangerous I know I was thinking about that and I was like if I was ever at that level of fame and people were sending me things, how much would it cost like for me to have security like go through every single gift and make sure that it wasn't like dangerous in any way? Right. And like, I mean, maybe at the level of streamers and like not as unattainable like celebrities, you I feel like the risk would be lower, but it still right. feels like I mean, you don't know what they're sending you. They right. could, like they could send you like some homemade brownies and give you food poisoning or like, and not even on purpose. Like right. there's, you just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, really. Like I almost felt at a certain point, it would just be like safer and more cost-effective to just throw it away. Like yeah. just not accept gifts. And I'm sure most, especially like A-list celebrities do that. Right. And- I'm sure. And people create things, you know, they do fan art, they do like, there's so many things that probably take a, that I know take a lot of time and others are cost a lot of money. Yeah. And it's just thrown away. Yeah. This though was almost more sad than like knowing that your stuff might have been thrown away. Like someone sent in their, uh, they wrote a script, their college student that wrote a script and they're like, you know, I really like, I've watched you for a long time. And one of the characters I wrote, I realized later on that I had based it off of your personality. And I just think it'd be really cool if you like read some of the lines on stream. And if you ever want to make a career move. And he was like, like, obviously it was like really cringe the whole time. I was like, God, no, (laughs) why did you do this? But like the way he handled it was so rude. Um, 
which is like kind of like his brand is to be kind of like a dick um but he was just like yeah you really think that's a career move for me I feel like that's like a career downfall for me to start doing the movies of college students yeah I only read scripts for college students now and then he was reading it and he was just being like so like rude about it I feel like you could have stopped it there like you could have just not read it on stream you could have just been like yeah not for me but he like went on to like read it and I was like that's not even like a rose that's just being straight up right. like that's <laughs> but it's and like it's interesting because it's like I wonder if from their perspective it's like a different kind of parasocial relationship where it's like oh this is my fan like I can be buddy buddy with them they get it like I can joke around and like make these rude comments right like I wonder if it like what the reverse is yeah I that's that's really true I like what does that is it just like this anonymous person that loves you and you just that's all you know about them or do you feel like you know I mean I'm sure you don't but like feeling like you know the fans or whatever um like I feel like if you if you like feel like you know like the archetype of your fan right like maybe right. you don't know the individuals but you're like if I combined all of my fans they would be like this person right but <laughs> I mean, I, Hannah and I saw Curtis Connor live, um, a couple, a uh, God, I guess, November. Um, and I had seen him live before and like, I don't know if you watch any of his videos, he seems so nice. And he's like, and I like to the point where you're like, Oh, what a sweet boy. <laughs> like, and when I saw him live, like he was getting heckled. So he was getting frustrated. Like obviously so he started like roasting them but you could tell he was like getting kind of angry yeah and and this was at the denver show so i'd seen him once before and then um and it was his last show of 2020 and so at our show in dallas he was like um he was like yeah my last show was with denver it was literally the worst and i was like that hurts my feelings <laughs> but it's just weird because it's like i don't like he doesn't know that, that I would, that would hurt my feelings. Like, right. and also why did I assume that he was like this perfect person all the time? Like if I'm getting, yeah. if I'm getting heckled on stage, I would get pretty pissed too. So, but it's just weird because it's like, oh, I have this absolute like perfect idea of who this person is and you don't, and they don't know you either. Like, yeah. They don't know that you're all these emotionally sensitive, like <laughs> mid twenties women who watch you for comfort. Like that's not, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird, I like yeah. a weird situation. Cause I was like, I mean, like I still like watch his content. I still like him, but it's just like the image is distorted of what I thought it would be. Right. I wonder what that is in people that like, they just assume the best in celebrity. Like I really... Like, I wonder what that drive is, like fan behavior. Like, I, I will defend this person to the ends of the earth. I don't care what they do. I don't care who they do it to. Like, I don't care who they hurt. I don't care what they say. Like, I love them. I, I my theory is remaining as vague and ambiguous as possible because then people create their own illusions of what you're like because they want you to be like this. And the few snippets of information that you do give or that you do put off, like 
that that's the prompt and like everything else about yourself, people create their own image of you. Like I think of, I'm once again talking about Harry Styles, (laughs) sue me, but like, if you haven't found out, we have three celebrities that we follow. Yeah, we all, we only <laughs> got about the Kardashians, Pete Davidson and Harry Styles. That's it. Um, but like every, Olivia Wilde, the director that he's dating, mm-hmm. um, like has been so upfront, I guess is the polite way to say it about anything in her personal life, who she's dating, like the sex, like anything that she thinks or feels at any given moment for the most part is like very impulsively put on the internet. Um, she's dating Harry Styles and obviously there was going to be backlash to that anyway, no matter who is dating him, there are always going to be the girls that are like, no, I'm his person. I actually know him and whatever, like wild fan behavior. Um, but like everybody is assuming because he's one of the most private A-list celebrities I can think of. It's like, oh my gosh, like he, like he deserves so much better. It's like, we don't know that. (laughs) We don't know that at all. This could be the most toxic man you've ever met in your life. But because we don't know anything like, I mean, we don't know, like he hasn't described his sex life or his relationships or like, you know, what you're like every single thought that he's ever had. So you can create how perfect this person actually is. Yeah. Which that makes is- sense. And like, I also wonder if to some degree it's like projection of like self onto another and like seeing like the self live another life in which they like get everything that they want. Cause I know like <clears throat> when, when the news first came out with like uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I like, I didn't know anything about her, but I know in my experience, like usually the man is the aggressor and the woman is the victim so I was like there's like when like things turned and he started saying it was her I was like there's no way like there's no way like like, that's all I could think is there's no way and then finally at a point like I was like okay like there's so much evidence there are so many people who are close to her who are close to him that are like coming out and saying like it's obviously her And it feels like a loss on a personal level in that sense. And I think back to like, um, like how the black community reacted to OJ's trial. Like, and I've heard people say before, like, yeah, like maybe he did it, but I like, I'm never going to say that because we don't get the justice we deserve. Like, we never get the justice we deserve. So I'm like, is it a win? Yeah. And um, yeah, like I, I, I think of the good for her, um, like genre of movies of like women's serial killers or like gone girl. And you're like, you know what? Good for her. Like, right. like there was, and what is that? There's so much aggression, like in ourselves that we want to be relieved from representation and media. And then when it's not met, it's like, well, that was disappointing. Yeah. Like, like that, that, that wasn't how the movie's supposed to end. I want the movie to end this way. Like I want her to come out on top and, um, you know, be the murderer, but get out free. Like, what is that? Yeah. 
even to the point of like just looking at documentaries of female serial killers like um oh god is it aileen um the lady in florida who like was a serial killer after she was um assaulted and like and like i'm like you know i get it like i don't but like that's but it's like almost like you're you have a lot more empathy I, I, I mean, I guess in every situation, like you're, I'm not saying obviously serial killing is wrong. Killing people in general is wrong. <laughs> Please don't cancel us. Um, but- I'd be having to clarify that <laughs> serial killing is wrong. Listen, okay. we do not condone violent behaviors, but we no. understand people who have been hurt to a degree that they would want to hurt back. Right. And I just think like, it's, I think everybody's experience is going to mirror the way that we view situations and things, because all we know is all we know, like certainly is things that we experience. Like I can tell you like all the details of what, you know, going to McDonald's on a Sunday is like for me. Um, but like, you're not going to experience that and you're not going to have that same experience. So you can relate to me kind of, but not to the level of my experience. So I think for the most part, I I think about how like single women talk to uh, me, um, like talk to people like who are dating and like asking me for dating advice. I have no idea why. Um, but, and I'm like, I have to, I start to break it down of like, okay, well in this scenario, it's not the same, but it's kind of like that. And how I reacted was this way. And that either worked out or didn't for me. And, but it's like, I, I can't give advice on something I don't understand, something I haven't experienced. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's just empathy though, right? Like being able to pull from experiences that have any sort of like similarity to them and trying to apply it to another one. Right. I think it's still valuable. Um, It is. But maybe not, maybe a different type of value from someone who's living a much more similar experience or has been through the same thing. Right. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, cultures and communities like have their own neighborhoods and are more likely to speak, like talk to other people in those communities because they've had similar experiences like and that's you can look at that like in class you can look at that in race you can look at that at in gender like any of it you're looking for that similarity that you're like I do I understand and and not like I don't know obviously people from all like like classes races like like all class race gender can talk across the board with other people but like subconsciously we always gravitate towards the people that have a similar experience than we do like that we do I think so I think though too like a big a big part of like healing is finding those similarities and people that you wouldn't necessarily right like that's true you and I 
have so many similarities like growing up what we look like where our families come from but like there are so many people who look nothing like me who grew up in places like that are nothing like where I grew up who grew up with a completely different family environment completely different education that I have found so much in common with um Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if more people understood that and sought that out and had like had more conversations with people who didn't necessarily look similar to them on the surface, and I'm talking just past appearance, but like, you know, like socioeconomic status and political views and, you know, all of that kind of stuff too. Like, I feel like we would be so much better off as a society because so much of like segmenting ourselves away from one another because we see each other as the other is like killing us <laughs> like it's just absolutely destroying right. our society right and, and there's so much value to it I just think that like subconsciously I guess like it has to be a conscious effort because you're going to have uncomfortable conversations where you're like oh yeah I didn't that that's not really my experience, but I like, there's going to be some bumps in the road, but you do like, there's so much value in seeking that out. And, you know, I don't know. I think the way you put it was so perfect. Like it has to be a conscious effort because it makes sense. Like on a subconscious level, because our little tiny caveman brains have evolved to keep ourselves like safe and comfortable. And, you know, once upon a time that meant like, staying in your group and not venturing out Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really necessarily mean that anymore like I feel like we've evolved past that right certain senses yeah (laughs) hopefully I mean that can project forward too I guess it's just like as an experience like as from a personal experience I just like you need to recognize that as a conscious effort otherwise it's not going to happen naturally really yeah um and you have to make that decision yeah so I don't know if we really like (laughs) delve into the parasocialness of it all um do you want to talk any more about what that means or oh duh oh my god for the people who don't I'm so sorry I cannot believe I forgot this oh it says my internet connection is unstable once again I see you I hear you okay good thank you that's all I've ever wanted to hear in my life I see you and I hear you <laughs> okay <laughs> parasocial interactions refers to a kind of psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their mediated encounters with performers in the mass media particularly on television and on online platforms is it breaking up no <laughs> i just i said do you want to talk about it anymore you read the <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's all i have to say mary <laughs> why anything else to say no I just remember separate separate thought of like oh my god I forgot like what if nobody knows what this means and then I just completely ignored your question okay I'm sorry I'm so sorry okay according according to Webster's dictionary oh my god 
parasocial interaction refers to a kind of psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their mediated encounters with performers in the mass media. <laughs> Cue curtsy. Um, that's kind of it. There's, I mean, there's other stuff of like viewers or listeners come to consider media personalities as friends, despite having no or limited interactions with them. Yeah. And that's what we <laughs> wanted to talk about. That's all I have to say, folks. I just, <laughs> and what a horrible time to say it. Like the last, the bit last of the podcast, part. I'm like, oh, oh by the way, <laughs> even after you didn't I know what this meant, even after I checked in at the beginning and was like, do we want to go by the script? <laughs> <laughs> I it's my it's the biggest content area I have is that solid definition and that's I just think that's gonna tie it up with a bow <laughs> um. so this is um an interesting <laughs> outro sport. So what do you think that the impact of social media is on celebrity parasocial relationships after we've talked about all of these celebrity encounters? I think like it in general creates a distortion of who we are as people because we're presenting ourselves as like the perfect person or like how we want to be perceived and I think it creates like this, but it's also so intimate that it creates a dangerous, you know, dangerous zone of like, what are the boundaries to this quote unquote relationship? Like, I feel like I'm friends with this person because I feel like I know them, but they could also be lying. And like, I, I think that that has definitely changed. Um, I feel like celebrities have, like become more attainable and I think that's how they picked back up the like um you know the obsession with celebrity culture because all of a sudden oh look I follow this person on Twitter I also follow my best friend on Twitter and like those are pretty much equal because I'm following them on the same platform yeah that makes sense I hadn't thought of it in that way that you're like interacting with real life friends and celebrities on the same platforms that even that skews the line even more right because before you had movies and you're like well none of my friends are in movies right like none of my friends have promos yeah. <laughs> like none of my friends have eps like you know it's just but all of a sudden like you scroll down you see like you know your cousin's dog that they just got and then you scroll down some more and there's a tour photo of a sold out arena like and you're like oh like but that's like he's just a person up there taking a picture of the arena like wow how real how raw like so weird of like they're just like me it's right it's this era of oh they're just celebrities are just like us they go to the grocery store like right. those pop like cat pictures you know and I think that this is just a for like a step further into like 
feeling genuine, but still monitoring how you're being perceived and how, yeah, like how people view you. Yeah. It is a really interesting narrative that celebrities are just like us because it's like, hmm, are they? Because like, <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they're people, like they're human beings, but they have a whole lot more social capital. They right. have a whole lot more money. They have yeah. a way larger network. Like they can get away with things that we can't get away with. Right. Most people couldn't. <laughs> yeah so I just I wonder if that was like a celebrity driven narrative if that was intentional on anyone's part or if it just kind of happened and they were like hey there's something here yeah this is working out for us and uh, that's kind of like why I think I mean like I don't how often do you see paparazzi pictures like I mean I don't I'm not but is it because like, I, I feel like, especially this is just based on my recollection, but like throughout like early two thousands, it was always like pet pictures. And maybe it was because I was consuming, like I was, you know, reading tiger beat and stuff like that. Um, but like, but they don't have control over that narrative. And now like, it feels like with social media, they're like oh well we can turn this around like we can get that control back and feel even more attainable because people want to be our friends people want to know what we're like um but I don't don't know (laughs) yeah it's definitely interesting it'll be interesting to see how it evolves from here especially as we're looking at this new generation getting onto social media and you know really as we watch millennials go into adulthood being the first generation to really be exposed to social media at a young age and really understand like what the impact is right like we we've seen what's happened but where do we draw the line yeah I think we draw the line at North and P having TikToks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think that would be a good step forward. Right. Put that, <laughs> that stuff would... on private moms. I'm trying to think. Oh, one I'm last question. Read that, that I definition. Have. I'm going to read the definition one more time and then we're going to cut it. Um, <laughs> Um, my last question that I wrote was if you could have any sort of genuine relationship with a celebrity, whether that's friendship, relationship, aunt, uncle, godmother, friend, I already said friend, um, (laughs) who would it be and why? I know I answered this last time and I can't even remember who I said, Like, I just, I'm so not emotionally invested in celebrities. Like, I don't think about this kind of thing. Did you say Doja Cat last time? That was, oh, I said two. I said Doja Cat as one, but not that I would want, like, an intimate friendship with her. I would want to be, like, casual friends with her. And she would just, like, hit me up every now and then and be like, hey, let's go party. And I would have, like, the time of my life, but it would be, like, a Wednesday for her. 
Right. <laughs> That's just every day. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why are you freaking out? <laughs> um, I don't know. I know who you said. It was Brendan Fraser. Was it? Yeah, because then no, I that was a look- different. That was in the oh, first what? episode. You're right. I but mean, I wouldn't. Listen. I wouldn't mind being friends with him. I wouldn't either. Yeah, from what I've seen of him, he seems chill and nice and respectable. Right, a genuine person. But that—that's what I think is so ironic about this question. Is it's like. If you could have a relationship, like we just talked about how dangerous parasocial relationships are. Parasocial relationships are bad. They're toxic. They're the downfall of society. But like. But like, if anybody, who would it be? Right. (laughs) Um, Because of how I perceive them. (laughs) Um, Well, is your answer still the same? Because I know that you've said you're kind of like cooling a little bit. Yeah. So my, my first answer would be Harry Styles. And I, I just stand by what I said earlier. I don't think I ever want to meet him. <laughs> like that's too much pressure. I would too much, be his like, friend, too much... but. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I, but if it's a one time encounter, um, yeah. but I feel like probably Lord she just seems so chill and I'm like I think I think we could be friends like actual friends and like hang out I get that she makes good music for sure love her what a queen yeah I could see that for sure but yeah well someone um, someone um, asked me the other day um like if you could be on a tv show which one would you be on and I said the Kardashians, but I would only be on one episode and I would convince them to stop exploiting um, the general public's insecurities for their own profit. And ultimately <laughs> it would end in like crying and hugging and they would thank me for releasing them from this prison of their own making. And that would be the last episode ever. And then the next person's like, I want to be on the office. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, though. I was like, dang, I was going to say Parks and Rec, but that sounds kind of lame now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. Now I'm like, ooh, what would I, what would she star in? Who would she play? Who would play her? Um, I could see you on Parks and Rec. You think? Yeah. I think I would do... Um, no, you know what I would do? I would do Arrested Development. That would be my show. Yeah. I could see that too. I could also see you on 30 Rock. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I could be the (laughs) Alec Baldwin to your Tina Fey. Please. (laughs) I need that sort of stability. I have the piercing blue Baldwin eyes. Yeah. What is with him? He's been in like really great things. He's wild. And then he like killed somebody. (laughs) Like that should not make me laugh, but I forgot that happened. But like he went from like 30 rock 
to starring in Mike Myers, the cat in the hat to killing someone like what kind of. And then did not he have like a, he had like some episode on an airplane. Didn't he punch a flight attendant? Am I remembering that right? (laughs) I don't know, but I really hope that's true. (laughs) He's the weirdest person. I had a roommate. I had a roommate in college and we were, we both admitted to each other that we found him attractive. And it's like the most shame I've ever felt in my life. I carry it to this day that I find him attractive. Like, what is wrong with me? Who hurt me? Listen, there is no judgment here. I'm the person that went on record saying I find Pete Davidson attractive. True. So, um, but that's popular. No, I'm trying to think of, I think Steve Martin is really good looking, like even now. And I'm like, and okay, I'm glad maybe that's not you just you're saying normal things. <laughs> you're just you're trying to make me no, feel you know, better I, by like just saying like nice looking men look nice. You know what mine is? Mine is Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my 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 true confession. <laughs> that's so good um do you find any cartoon characters attractive thinking processing no animals I've never been that person that's like spirit the horse was so hot or Simba was hot like that makes me feel weird I've never been that person no no shaming if that's the case (laughs) um I think a lot uh, listen there's a lot <laughs> Aladdin Hercules Tarzan Prince okay. Eric I'm gonna throw a name out there for you okay Jafar <laughs> I mean I mean like my bisexual ass watching that movie and seeing Jasmine and Aladdin I was kind of like oh I get that so I was a little distracted um but I will consider I'll take it. I just, like he just feels like he has a darkness in him that I I like. She said, I just I I could fix him. No, I don't want to fix him. That was me with Draco Malfoy, man. I like <laughs> growing up was like, I'm different. I love Draco Malfoy and I would do anything. Like you know, when like, I don't know, <laughs> shifting realities was big on TikTok for a while. And it was like, oh, shift to the Harry Potter universe. And I was like, dude, my like eighth grade self would be like pooping her pants if that happened for real. <laughs> Honestly, like getting your Hogwarts letter. I can't, I can't even, how like talk about parasocial, <laughs> like how the, how the characters would like react and like respond to you and like their relationship with you yeah like what do fred and george think of me (laughs) so far-fetched why why does my brain like oh yeah that's the good stuff that's what we should think about tonight as we're trying to go to bed (laughs) (laughs) to make sure it infiltrates our dreams yeah i'm like okay i don't want that wedding dream anymore can i please have a (laughs) dream Oh my God. 
I've had dreams about amusement parks, but never actually Harry Potter world. That's so sad. So sad. It's not fair, really. Um, <laughs> but um, I forgot how to wrap well, up an episode. Me too. I've I've been running in circles the past five minutes yeah. <laughs> in my head, and I'm like, um, well, um, it's been it's been real. Anyways, <laughs> follow us on any platform you can think of at the mockup with. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, maybe even someday LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Mockup.